if there is a, a negative emotion there, it is a sign for you to move towards something better. As humans, we're trying to get these voids, these needs met. I can meet all of those needs by myself through self-love, through meditation, and I can feel completely whole within myself. If they had the wisdom that, that, that we had, and I'm not saying they don't, but if they shared that, like it's not about that. It's not about any of this. It's about how you feel inside. I would say success is the direction, fulfillment is the feeling. So success is the masculine, fulfillment is the feminine. Happiness is like a feeling. It's a, it's a more superficial feeling than fulfillment. Fulfillment is like, even when everything's going wrong, you're like, you know, you can say, look, I chose this journey and I'm totally okay with that decision. I feel fulfilled. Happiness, I would say, is when things are going right or in that moment, you're just like, just so in love with the moment. And that to me is like happiness. You're caught up in, in that elevated feeling. Hey guys, welcome to the I Love Success podcast. Um, my mission is to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. Right now, you that are listening, watching is the most important person to me because without you, we can't do this. The only thing I ask from you is that you listen and contemplate and take action in your life. That will give me a fuel to keep going with my mission. Please do that. Other than that, also reach out to me. Uh, let me know what you're struggling with, what your big, fat, hairy goal is, and how we can support you. Uh, celebrate the wins. Learn from the losses. And yeah, we are here today with an amazing Man, I am continuing my Australia virtual tour. <laughs> uh, last week, I had uh, Joel Brown, founder of Addicted to Success, on my podcast. And he told me I got to talk to this mindset master. Uh, his name is John Templeton, and he is uh, basically done a lot of cool things. He is um, um, uh, one of the best life coaches in Australia looking to take over the world and just sharing his knowledge on how to work to become a better human being and thrive under pressure. So welcome, John. Thank you. It's a real privilege to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, just kind of to get to know each other a little bit, uh, can you just walk me through? I know you grew up in England. Uh, how was life growing up over there? Um, well, it was cold because it's England. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, my parents split up when I was two. Um, my dad was away a lot. He flew <clears throat> um, with a company called British Airways. He was away a lot. So I lived with mom and a stepdad. Uh, we didn't have much money at all. Um, we had lots of foster children living with us for additional income. And look, I, you know, the good thing about that time, I'll say the good thing about that time was there was much more freedom. We would play in the streets as kids. We would, you know, we would walk to school at six years old for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to school and it, no one batted an eyelid. And it's like today that just would not happen. So there was definitely more freedom. I remember that. Um, and all I did really as a kid was played football, uh, football, football, football. That was my drive. And then we moved to, 
moved to New Zealand with my mum when I was 10 years old, my mum and my stepdad. Yeah. And like, how was that move when you were 10? What do you remember? Uh, can, can we kind of go back to that moment when you were at the airport? Do you re- recall like what, what you felt in your, in your mind and body? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't remember the airport so much. I remember leaving my dad for the last time. He, um, he dropped me off at my mum's house and my bedroom was second story and it looked out over the road. And I knew it would be the last time I would see my dad until, like I didn't know when, it was indefinitely. And I remember his car, I remember saying goodbye. He was crying at the front door. I was hysterical and I, I, I ran upstairs to my bedroom and closed the door and I cried and cried and cried. And I was remember I was banging the window and there was the, cur- the curtains were closed. It was at night and the curtains, I remember them being down the back of my body and I was at the window and hands on the window and my dad, I saw him walk out to the car and he was crying and saw him sit in the car and the lights turn on. And I just remember going absolutely hysterical crying and banging on the window, you know, not wanting my dad to leave. I, I remember that vividly. Um, I've done a lot of work on that since because it really did affect me. Um, the airport, I can't remember so much and the flight, I can't remember so much. So, so how, how do you deal with that as, as a 10 year old, having your, your dad across the globe? Um, you know, it, it was, it was hard and it looking back in hindsight now, it affected me quite a lot. At the start, I would talk to my dad often on the phone. He would want to every opportunity we could, but then you kind of get used to life without dad there. And you know, I'd be playing football in New Zealand. I would be fishing. I would have new friends. I was at school. And honestly, a, a period of years went by, maybe like three, maybe more, four or five years, where I lost contact with dad. Where if dad called, it would be like, oh, I'm busy. And looking back now, it like makes me a little bit sick that, you know, that was my source of life. And I had just got used to living without him and not given him the time of day. And <clears throat> He gave me everything and, and we can talk about this later, but he, the moment my parents split up, he devoted his life to me, like helping. He was just my, my source of like good morals, good beliefs, values, um, even financially, all he wanted to do like was, was save and help me where he could financially. So everything he's done yeah. has been to help. It's been, he's been such an inspiration for me. Awesome. And how long did it take for you to see him after that uh, move? He flew over each year. And I think I went back maybe one or two years up to the age of about 16, 17, when like I left home. And so I did see him once a year, but it was for like, you know, a week, something like that, um, or two weeks during school holidays. And that, that was pretty much it. And it was, there was no depth to it. Like now I'm a bit more conscious, a bit more spiritually evolved. And my connection with my dad is incredible, like daily on, on WhatsApp messaging and just like so much love back then. It was kind of like, it was just life. It, it, there was no depth. It was just, okay, this is, this is what we're doing, you know? Yeah. And what do you want to say to other like kids out <laughs> there or grownups, you know, listen to this that have, they have these kinds of relationships that are far away and that are living in, in basically in two households and like have to, have to experience 
all of this? Like what, what type of advice would you give to them to kind of work on that? Yeah, depending on their age, because this is what I do for work now. I help people with their, like, I'm sure we'll dive into this, but like emotion, emotions are everything, like everything. They keep you grounded in the past. They, you know, you know, if you're feeling anxiety, depression, these are all emotions. If you want to achieve greatness, that comes from a feeling of greatness within. So emotions are everything. And a lot of the work I do now is on mindset, emotions, and energy. So for anybody who is, struggling um, with some sort of negative emotion and it could, you know, due to, to, to being away from someone or a relationship, it's like that feeling, that emotion, that feeling is actually like telling you something and it, like listen to what it's saying. This conversation will go pretty deep, but yeah, if, if there is a, a negative emotion there it is a sign for you to move towards something better that's what i would say and and that could look like reaching out contacting there are probably things on your chest that you haven't said you know or things on your mind that you haven't said that you should probably express um having positive emotional connections despite distance is crucial for success uh, you know fulfillment success in all areas of life you know the, the most people in business that i see that struggle financially or um, can't really get ahead is usually because of an energetic bond within a past or present relationship, like a negative energetic bond in a past or present relationship. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting how we can hold on to things almost like a, a backpack, right? With rocks and we, we keep carrying it and we don't realize that we are carrying it. And then once we do get a breakthrough, things start happening in in life, right? For example, me, uh, I was chubby, I was bullied, uh, I lost all my friends, and to and what did I do? I tried to adjust to everybody to be liked by everybody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that didn't work well at all. <laughs> but eventually, I realized like, hey, I gotta do me and mm-hmm. uh, take the hits that that comes with sometimes having other ideas than than your friends and it made me start in the beginning was really hard but once i started to become good at martial arts or good at something gave me a little bit of confidence can you just talk about that like how do we break free from that backpack with with rocks that we most of us carry at one point in our lives yeah for sure and I, I like we definitely all carry it and we probably all do still carry it to some degree. I feel like we just, instead of it being huge rocks, they just get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, the more work we do. And so I, I just want to get clarity on your question. The question is how do we start offloading some of those rocks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. So I can give you a step-by-step process. And this is the first, this is the first thing I do with a lot of people is First off, you've got to ask yourself, what's a negative emotion that you feel quite often? So it could be resentment. It could be frustration. It could be sadness, like loneliness. What is, you know, a feeling that you get quite regularly, which is negative? That negative emotion is going to literally zap the life force energy out of you. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing to ask is, okay, so, so for example, say it's frustration. Okay, well, where does that frustration come from? 
That's the next question. And you're looking for an emotional trigger. Um, I can use this for an example. For me, it would be like technology. When technology doesn't behave, I feel frustrated. I'm like, because it's out of my control. I've lost control. And I'm like, ah, so I get frustrated. So what's the emotion? What's the trigger for it? And then it is our ability to give the situation a new meaning, which allows that feeling of frustration to dissipate. Because these feelings we have about, so for example, I have a feeling about technology. The most powerful feelings are the feelings we have about ourselves. If we feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not a good public speaker or I could never start a podcast, I could never start a business. That's, that's the trigger. The thought of starting the business is the trigger. What's the feeling? Well, I feel useless. I feel like I'm not good enough. Okay, what? And then it's all about reframing it. Well, what, what's a better way to, to, to think? What's a better way to feel that actually allows me to feel better? It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, I can take on the world. But it's like, okay, I feel a little bit better about this. And we're always going to move towards a good feeling. And so how can we look at that from a different angle that gives us a good feeling? And I'll give you some examples. For technology, I get frustrated. As soon as I um, surrender to the fact that it is out of my control and bring it back to what can I control, it's like, hey, okay, you know, I can control... I can control what I do next. Maybe instead of using the technology, I can um, write it down. Maybe instead of trying to do it myself, I can bring in some help. Maybe instead of, um, you know, using technology, I could literally go for a walk with my dogs and then come back later and, and I'd be in a better state to deal with this. So all of a sudden it goes from like frustration to, hey, there are options. There are things I can do. And now when it comes to, to self, because this is the biggest one, it's like, I, you know, I don't, I don't like myself. I'm not good enough. It's, there's a, there's an eight step belief change process I go through, which is, I'll, would you like me to go through the eight steps and maybe we can put yeah. it in the show notes afterwards. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the first question to ask is it'll either be seven or eight steps, depending on how deep we go. Um, is it a, is it a, is it a fact? So if you're like, I, I, um, I can't do it. I don't think it's possible for me or any negative belief that we have. Then that's the first one. Is it a fact or is it just your opinion? And and the truth is it's always an opinion. It's never going to be a fact. The second question is, is how does it make us feel? And it's like, well, it makes me feel shit. Negative emotion. The third question is, is <clears throat> um, who would you be without that thought or feeling? So if you didn't have that thought, who would you be? And some answers would be like, I would be unlimited. I could move forward. I would be productive. And then the next question is, what are three examples where that thought wasn't true? So three times in your life where you've, you've thought like, I can't start a podcast or I'm not good enough or, and you can go, well, that wasn't true. You know, uh, here's one scenario, which would be like, um, so a thought would be like, ah, oh, I, I know how to speak, so maybe I can start a podcast. What we're doing is we're looking for evidence to break down the old limiting belief. Um, so you're looking for three bits of evidence to break down the old limiting belief. Um, <clears throat> well, I started a, a poker club when I was, you know, 16. So I've started something before. So yeah, maybe I can do this. 
And then the next question is, what would be a better thought to have instead of, you know, I, I can't do this. And instead of going like from I can't or I, to I can, it's like you just want to go on a small step. So um, I could try. I could try and do this. I can, I can at least get started. Straight away we're moving from a place of it's not happening to, hey, maybe this is possible. And then I ask the question, the next question, it's, this is number five, I think, or six, is what, what is the feeling you get when you understand, like when the limiting belief is gone and the new thought is in there, what's the feeling you get that comes through with that? And it would be like, it could be like relieved, it could be excited, it could be uh, motivated. <clears throat> and then you ask, now that you have the new thought and you feel better, um, can you have more, do more, be more? And can you make the world a better place? And the answer is, yes, I can have more. Yes, I can do more. Yes, I can be more. And yes, I can make the world a better place. And then the last question is, <clears throat> what action should I take right now to support this new thought and new feeling? And we can go through this intellectually, which is a good starting point, but we must be able to truly feel inside us like, it, it should feel right. If it's if you've still got a feeling inside you which feels wrong, go back through the process with the new feeling, and it can take a while. And this is what do it. This is what doing personal development work is. This is what inner work is. Is looking at those those feelings inside of us that are not great, discovering what thought or belief is triggering the feeling, and then there's two ways going back to when it first happened in early childhood and addressing it and going, you know, is this really true or did you make up a decision based on the mind of like a, a six year old? And then the other way is cultivating. It, it's almost like manifesting, create cultivating so much belief in the present moment that the old limiting story from the past disappears. Love that! Uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I can send you, I can send you the 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 list as well if your if your listeners want to go through it. You know, by themselves. I would love to do station. that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's great. And uh, this is this is something that, like a lot of us, we walk through life and we have those rocks or whatever it is, pain points in our lives, and we we don't contemplate on them until things stop. We go on vacation. The world stops, right? Like right now, <laughs> like right we now. have time or we, we go through loss or uh, something happens in our life. We lose our job or, and then we start working on that, which is okay. I'm the same way, but if we can be proactive, I think it's even better. Wouldn't you agree? <clears throat> Absolutely. And I would encourage people to, it's like, it's called future pacing. So it's when you look at the future and you're like, what obstacles could come up? And then you can start to deal with them now. And so if you have your wildest dreams, if you have this vision of like, you know, I want to create this business, it's like, okay, what are some things that could come up along that journey? And you could do that with relationships. You can do it with any area of life, like if I had to public speak, okay, what would come up? And you can just literally imagine, okay, if I had to public speak, it's like, I would feel nervous. 
and then you work back, well, where would the nerves come from? And you, you there would be thoughts that go with that feeling and you can chase it back. Um, pain definitely motivates. So whenever there's like a situation where it's, there's pain, you're going to be motivated to do the work. But like you said, usually by then it's like a little bit too late. It makes sense to do it first. And here's actually something I recommend. So I do it every three months. I will go away to like a cabin in the woods for two days and just be with myself, my thoughts and my feelings. I know um, Matthew McConaughey, he did a big speech and I remember listening to him and he said to stay grounded in reality, uh, you know, he'll, he'll film a film and he'll make tons of money and then he'll just go away for a week. Can't remember what he calls them, but he just goes away for a week and just sits with himself and nature. And like you said, like all of the stuff starts coming up when we're on, when we're on like go, go, go every day, work, children, uh, gym, food, there's no opportunity like for it to bubble up ever. The only other time is if you meditate, which is, you know, what I recommend for everyone first thing in the morning, 20 minutes to an hour, maybe a little bit longer. That allows things to come up that you wouldn't usually be aware of. Yeah. And John, I'm, I met a lot of people that are in this space that are sharing, helping the world. And a lot of times their journey started in pain. And that's why they're so giving today. Uh, can you just talk about your pain? What happened in your life that made you go on this, on this incredible journey? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, so I've, I've achieved a lot like, um, New Zealand bodybuilding championship. Um, I competed at a very high level in CrossFit, Guinness world record holder currently, um, financially as well, always strived to do well financially. And when I look back at all of it, like I was, I was, I became a high achiever through my childhood playing football and we gain personality traits based on how we received love as children. And so for me, the way I received love was by doing well at something. When I, you know, did well at sports, I, I got recognized by my parents and I was like, I fell in love with the process of succeeding. Um, <clears throat> and whenever I wasn't getting that love, I would feel like I wasn't good enough. And that was my pain. So if I was not, motivated to succeed I was in a place of internal pain I wasn't fulfilled I was empty and so that drove me and drove me and drove me and drove me to continue to succeed well I have to be the best at this I have to be the best at that I've always been a competitor so that drove that drove me up until quite recently probably three years ago that drove me I got the Guinness World Record and that's when I realized that I played the scenario out <clears throat> Every time I had succeeded, every time I'd been on the podium, every time I'd won, it was great. There was like this artificial high of like, yeah, I'm the man. Um, and then it would disappear and I would feel empty again. And I was back in that same point of like pain. And I just thought like, this is just the cycles of life. And don't get me wrong, there are cycles of life, but mine were like these extreme highs, like number one. And then I felt like the whole world hated me if I wasn't getting loved. And then I played the scenario out and I was like, this is not a great way to live. And I, and I started to think like, well, what's, what's real? And I realized that 
the only time I really felt a deep sense of aliveness inside, well, there are kind of, there, there are two, but the first realization I had was when I was helping someone else. I was like, that there is like the ultimate fulfillment. Um, and I don't know what it was, but it just, it just gave, it just lit me up and it still does to this day. I love it. And the next thing I learned after that was like, as humans, we're trying to get these voids, these needs met, these needs of being loved, these needs of feeling important, these needs of certainty. We're trying to get them met. Um, and then it got to this point of like, I can meet all of those needs by myself through self-love, through meditation, and I can feel completely whole within myself. And I actually want to do an exercise with you. Um, not necessarily for you. I'm sure you've, you've done this before. You may or may not have, but for the people that are listening, it's like all motivation, motivation is we're, tra- we're chasing a feeling. And so like I asked you, why, why did you start this podcast? And let's just role play with me and we'll see where this goes. Like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you here right now with the podcast? I want to, I want to share people's ideas with the world so uh, they can achieve their goals. People that are listening and watching. And why is that important to you that you share people's ideas and help other people achieve their goals and their dreams? Uh, It's important to me because I feel good when I help people. You feel good when you help people. What's the feeling? Um, I feel warm in my heart. I I feel accomplished. Cool. So that, I mean, that was a very quick cycle. Um, but yeah, ultimately you, you do this because it makes you feel good and warm in your heart. And you know, you ask someone, it's like, why, why are you starting a business? And they'll say, because I want um, like freedom or I want money. It's like, okay, well, why do you want money? So I can have freedom. It's like, so you want freedom. That's the feeling you're chasing this feeling of being free. And so we're always, no matter what we're doing, we're chasing a feeling. And so it's like, when someone learns that they actually can have that feeling now without, you know, without the podcast, you could feel warm in your heart without helping someone. You could feel warm in your heart. And what it does, it allows people to go from a place of, I need to achieve this to get the feeling to I've got the feeling. Now I'm, now I'm free. Now I'm whole. Now I'm complete. Now I don't need it. And I'm doing it because I love it. So instead of going driven from a place of lack, it's driven from a place of, love and a place of abundance and a place of just just passion no i feel i feel you brother if it was the same thing for me i did everything in my life to because that was the way i got approval right i got love if mm-hmm. you were good at something and uh, that's what what we're seeing like i've interviewed almost 200 people now and people would do the craziest shit to be loved man <laughs> <laughs> will yeah. become an Olympic champion yeah. <laughs> our businesses and when, at the end of the day they just want their mom to hug them yeah yeah I know right <laughs> isn't that it? and and people that are listening you might relate and I wanted to ask you do you think the most accomplished people are uh, the mo- the happiest no not at all definitely not I would say definitely not. Uh, (laughs) And it depends how you define accomplished. Like if we're talking about achievements, like I've achieved this, I've achieved this. I would say no, definitely not the most happiest. Potentially, not always, but potentially the opposite because they're driven 
most of the time from a, a place of lack, which is the opposite to fulfillment. Lack is emptiness. Fulfillment is filled, fulfilled. So no, I would say definitely not. So how do we how do we work on that? Because if we look at the world <laughs> and especially for 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 this generation, mm-hmm. are unfortunately for many their self worth is what they accomplish. So how yeah. do we how do we get away from that and realize <laughs> like, hey, you're already worthy. If you want to go out and become a, an amazing entrepreneur, that's good. But I still love you right now. Yeah, exactly right. So this is my this is my work, man. We're going into the area now where I can I'm just going to get passionate, and this is what I yeah. love. So <laughs> love that smile. There's there's <laughs> really look. I, maybe the listeners that are listening now are not open to this kind of stuff, but this is where look. I we can use the word like energetics. We can use the word spirituality. We can use the we can use. We're starting to play in that world now because. That the lack that they're missing is a is a feeling, which is energy. It's it's energetics, and by educating like what we're doing right now, people on um on it's it's like the emotion cycle which we just went through. It's like wait a minute, feel the feeling now, and and then you can be totally abundant and achieve all your goals. And what it's going to take is a few role models like us to keep spreading the word and someone to get to what these younger generations probably perceive as, as the, what they want. You know, if, if one of these, uh, let's go with like an Instagram influencer, like a million followers on the beach, ripped or bikini, guy or girl, whatever, and said, and just openly said it's, it's you know, it's if they had the wisdom that, that, that we had, and I'm not saying they don't, but if they shared that, like it's not about that. It's not about any of this. It's about how you feel inside that's that's a good life it's going to take people of influence like maybe some rappers maybe some people that are you know ex- re- like have a, have a massive social impact to say like it's almost like we need to blend because i think music the music industry does influence a lot of people it's almost like we need to blend that um like personal development and the music industry and i think we can really create huge impact for people that are going after the um the false well they're going after achievement without fulfillment and that's it's a, it's a failure tony robbins says right success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure so so what is success my my what i'm working on here i study success and i my goal is to redefine success what's your definition of success yeah that is a great question and i've asked it for many many years i remember i did a facebook post when i was like 22 like what is success and so success to me is the ability to um to live the life that you want that's pretty much it the ability and you know i don't think it's something we ever really reach it's an infinite game as simon sinek would say it 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 never ends it's just a journey that you're on that that cannot be defeated cannot be accomplished. I would say an achievement. I used to think success and achievement was the same. You achieve it, it's it's like done. And I used to think success was the same, but I, I don't think it is. I think it's a journey. I think success and fulfillment are, I think they're starting to merge. I think they're starting to merge. I would say success is the direction, fulfillment is the feeling. So success is the masculine, fulfillment is the feminine. 
that's how does that make sense it's a it's starting to make sense to me and i'm going to meditate on that and that's why i ask these questions because i want to learn and like it's it's interesting because here we are talking about success we're talking about fulfillment and let's add happiness to that equation where does happiness come in Okay, I'm going to try and paint a picture for everyone. So the vision of your future you see, like 20-year vision or, you know, when you're growing up and you're older, that vision, I call it with my work the optimal future. That is is success. And I always say you can never reach the optimal future because as you get closer to it, you learn more and it adjusts. But it's the direction you're heading. It's like the mountain you want to climb. So that is success. That is the optimal future. Along the way, we've got We've got like milestones or goals we want to achieve. That That's achievements. And that could be like, if you're climbing the mountain, it could be, okay, I need to climb up that rock wall. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to do it. Boom, achievement, boom, achievement. And you're on the way to the, you know, to the, to the top of the mountain that never ends. And so we've got success. We've got the achievements. Fulfillment is the, your ability to enjoy the, the rock wall, your ability to enjoy the climb, your ability to enjoy... Um, things not going your way and your ability just to enjoy the moment. And then I would say happiness. Happiness is um, happiness is like a feeling. It's a, it's a more superficial feeling than fulfillment. Fulfillment is like even when everything's going wrong, you're like, you know, you can say, look, I chose this journey and I'm totally okay with that decision. I feel fulfilled. Happiness, I would say, is when things are going right or in that moment you're just like just so in love with the moment and that to me is like happiness you're caught up in in that elevated feeling and uh, john i'm curious when we talk about your life and you as a person why are you doing this why is this important to you at all yeah exactly so it is it is um for me it's a little bit more spiritual now it is about the the world becoming better. And so let me let me break down the layers. And, and there might be more out of my comprehension as well, but all I know is this. All I know is that right now the world um, needs a bit of everyone's love, a little bit of everyone's help. Um, there's probably a bit too much greed in the world. There's too much. It's driven from negative intent, either consciously or unconsciously. People are, are going after things through lack and and not feeling good enough and it becomes if you follow that pathway like it can become very greedy and i don't like it's it's un, i believe it's unhealthy and so thinking about mother earth thinking about all of humanity that's what drives me is like i believe we can live in a place that is more utopic less war less hate and the reason i believe that is because i see it on a micro level when i bring a tribe of people together that are having problems in their lives and their families you know i've got I run a 12 month membership and I've got um, like at the moment, 25 people in there and they come in with like turmoil and things happening. And over the time we have peace, we have love, we have abundance within the group, within their social groups. So I know it's possible on a smaller scale. Can we expand it? I believe we can. So that's what drives me is like a world of just a better world. Now, if we pull that down a layer, it's, I still want to achieve things. So I still have, goals and dreams and drive. So I'm still working towards those, but they're driven from a place of wholeness within myself. And 
for people that embark on this journey, we'll discover that all we can ever do is work on ourselves. So it's like, if I want to see more love in the world, I have to understand what that level of love is. So that's on me. If I want more, um, like if I want to see better quality business, people doing business better, I need to understand that first. And so that's within me. So it's all about just personal growth for me, um, personal growth for me. And if I can affect the whole, that's great. If I can affect the people in my membership, that's great. And if I can affect me, that's where it all starts. So they're like the three levels. It's like humanity, the people in my tribe, and then me. And if we can all grow with with like a loving intent, this whole world is just going to change. Um, and it's good, like it's going to be a fulfilling, enjoyable journey at the same time for me personally. Yeah. And I'm thinking about one thing, John. Can you help others before you help yourself? No. No. You can try. <clears throat> but you don't need to be that much further ahead than someone else to be able to help them. That's really important to remember as well. So if if you, everybody's heard of the analogy, like put your gas, put your oxygen mask on before the other person on the plane. And another way to look at it is like, if you are, um, if two, if like, if there are two people and they're both at rock bottom, if they're thinking negative thoughts, if they're feeling negative and they're just at rock bottom, they're not going to have the capacity to help one another. So it's like, okay, if I sort myself out first, it doesn't have to be much. It just needs to be a little bit more than the other person. It's like, oh my God, okay, I feel a little bit lighter. Hey, and then you've got the capacity to help the other person. And so I see it a lot during my seminars. If, okay, this is what happens. I go, like, why do you want to start a business? Or why do you want to do this? And they're like, oh, I just want to help others. I just want to create an impact. And then, I, and then I'll say to them, I'll say what we've said now. It's like, okay, cool. And, and this takes, you know, a day to go through, but like we've got to work on self because until self is sorted, very, very hard to, to, to navigate through a jungle that you've never been through trying to tell someone else how to do it. And people, some people will leave the, the seminar and they'll go and try and start a business and all, and they just will, will not be able to, they, they cannot help others because in their own personal life, they're in turmoil in their relationship. They get stressed with technology and want to throw it against the wall. So imagine someone like that, who's trying to help someone else and is not being honest with where they're at. That person is going to, is, is their capacity to, 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 answer questions their capacity to lead someone is so limited and so until that limitation is lifted then no we can't help the other person in that specific area but say someone's really healthy and they're trying to coach someone on or they're trying to help someone on business they probably but their business skills are like fully limited it's like well no if you're trying to help someone with business but you're limited no but you could help them with health so it's like that should make sense, right? It depends. It depends where your limitations are and what space. Can you help someone without helping yourself? No. However, if you've helped yourself in a specific way, then sure, you can help other people. I love that. And sometimes, like what I think, sometimes when you do help someone else, you actually help yourself. And, and it could be as simple as smiling, right? Or 
doing something for a person you don't know without expecting anything back. And those things create ripple effects, right? Yeah, but I think you, if you're smiling at someone else, you've already helped yourself because you chose to smile. If you, um, what was the other thing you said? You like pay for something, you've already helped yourself. If you're doing that, you're not, you're not in a place of lack. You're in a place of freaking love. And so I believe you've already helped yourself. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, John, just to kind of talk about failure, like what has been one of your biggest failure in your life and <clears throat> what did you learn from that? Yeah, I failed a lot. Um, really, the one that's coming to mind now was when I was competing at CrossFit. I, um, my, so I competed at a high level. I was 16th fittest in Australasia in 2002. 12 at a regional level, which is, which is a high level. And I, in, in the final workout, I actually placed um, fourth in the final workout. And the year after that, I got worse. And the year after that, I got worse. And my, I had really bad, like, knees. I had torn patella tendons in my knees. I tore my hamstring. Like, it was – my body just wasn't keeping up with it. And so the people I trained with would just accelerate and I would get – you know, I was declining. Um, and I remember I would just cry and I would go home and cry. It's like my dreams were being ripped away from me. It was everything I, I, I dreamt of. And I'm a huge visionary and always aim to be the best I can be. And I just cried and cried and cried. And for two years, I, I was in resistance, massive resistance. Um, and I truly believe that we are guided. We're guided. There, there is, we need to be able to hustle. Don't get me wrong. We need to be able to hustle, but it needs to feel, it needs to feel good. Majority of the time, it needs to be a state of, like a state of congruence, alignment from inside. And this sport I was trying to, you know, be the best on earth at, Looking back now, it wasn't a good choice. Like I was not playing to my strengths by competing in this sport. I, my ego was running the show and it crippled me. And that's, that's been the realization is like, well, every single failure, well, there's no such thing as a failure, right? Every single time I've not achieved a goal, there has always been a deeper lesson. And this is why I truly believe that we're guided because every, it's like a fork in the road. It's like you, you miss a turn off. And all of a sudden, you you know, you you drive down a different highway and you experience something you never even thought you were going to experience before, and it's better than what the other thing could have ever been. And so that has just continued to happen. And so even now, when you know, there was a time in my life I lost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I was, um, I lost that. I lost my my business. I had to sell my home just to keep living. Like my life was just rock bottom. I was in hospital for weeks with stress. That has been the greatest gift of my life because that taught me standards for myself. The reason I lost all that money, the reason, you know, I lost my relationship. The reason I got sick was I was, I was not sitting. I was being a pushover. I was being a total pushover. Um, and so with every setback, there is a lesson and so I, I welcome them now. I don't want them. Uh, but if there's more to learn, they're going to come. So, you know, the, the faster they come, then 
the better I say. So failures are inevitable, welcome them in. And then all you have to do, and this is like a key for life. It's like find the meaning, find the deeper meaning and the resistance, the pain, the suffering will end. And that's with everything in life, with past trauma, with people that have done things to you that you you resent, with, you know, with any of it, if we can find a deeper meaning, we t- we're taking rocks out of the backpack and we're free. Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's crazy how, how we can go on journeys in our lives uh, and then like uh, athletes, right? You're dedicating your whole life to, to become the best on the planet. And then you're realizing, hey, my body can't take this anymore. And that, that's a hard realization for all of us. We're, I think we're all in those moments in our lives, in relationships, in, in our jobs. And what do you want to say to people that are there right now? A lot of people are actually at this given moment, they're realizing a lot of shit in their life that they need mm-hmm. to deal with and they have put it off. And all of a sudden there's time to do it now. So like, what's the first step? How do you how do you even start? Because some people feel so tangled up in their in their shit that they can't even get out. The first thing that I think everybody should sit down and do is go through the um, it's like the value feeling cycle, which is like why do you want to be a successful athlete? And and it's asking why. Why do I want to be a successful athlete? Why do I want to? grow this business? Why do I need so much money? Why, If we ask why on all of those things and follow the breadcrumbs, we're going to get to a place of like, I just want to feel better. I just want to feel good. It's like, okay, cool. Go and do something that makes you feel good now in this moment, not worrying about a future that hasn't happened yet. And it's it's very hard to do, especially when we're in a stress response. You know, when there's cortisol in the body, our, our IQ drops, our, our creativity is like flattened everything disappears but i can also tell you this when you're in that spot you won't be able to solve any problem in your life all of the all of the i the, the potential possibilities and ideas of overcoming your problems exist in in an elevated feeling and so that would be the first thing it's like what's the resistance and just follow it back to the feeling um and i don't know if if you believe in god or you know, the universe or whatever it is, but there is always, this is what I've learned recently is that there is always like peace inside of yourself, no matter what, nobody can take your, your internal freedom away. And that is your power. And that is your gift. And so when you, when you connect to that part, you can have everything taken from you, your money, your clothes, your house, your uh, relationships, your love, you can have it all taken from you. And when you're truly at peace, you'll still be absolutely fine. And when you're absolutely fine, you can you can do anything you want. You're free. You're literally free and you can build. You can build. And so if you're trying to build a business, a relationship, do it, do it from a place of absolute freedom inside, zero resistance. And you'll find that those things will come quickly. Yeah. I think one hard thing that we all struggle with is ego. Right, you you tapped into it, and let's talk about, for example, uh, myself. I love doing this. I love sharing. I love giving, but it's also ego based, right? I love seeing myself having the, these conversations, and that that is something that um, it's work in progress, right? 
how, what do you want to say about ego? How do we use that as an advantage instead of becoming a, like a douchebag or whatever <laughs> the word is? Yeah. So I've been down this rabbit hole as well. When I dove into spirituality in 2014 and I, you know, I traveled to India and Nepal and wore baggy clothes and <laughs> did everything that I thought I was meant to be doing. Um, so, so let's first off say like, what is ego? Ego is ultimately self-identification, but it's also that has a shadow to it. And what I mean by that is it's like, um, you know, I am John, I am a coach, I, um, I go to the gym, I'm fit, I'm healthy. These are all beliefs I have about myself, but there's also the shadow, which is like parts of us that are unconscious to us that we've pushed away or repressed. Like I'm not, um, what would be a good example? Like I'm not an angry person or I'm not mean, I'm not spiteful. It's all of the things that we reject. And that in itself is resistance. If we're saying that's not me, that's like, we're rejecting something. So, so our ego is how we identify and that's got two parts. It's like, this is what I am, but it is also, this is what I am not. And a lot of the time, the shadow, the bit that we pretend we pretend doesn't exist, often that's going to trip us up. So that's ultimately my belief on what the ego is. And you're saying like, as humans, we have that because we, we're like, we're here in the flesh right now. And so ego is always going to be there. We're always going to have some form of identification. And I met someone who went through what's called mystery school. And that was when, like, this is going to sound crazy, right? But they went through a process of, um, it's literally identification breakdown till you get to the root. And this was as crazy. It was a guy. They would lock a whole lot of men in a room and say, okay, all have sex with each other. And like a lot of people would be like, fuck that, no way, triggered, that's disgusting. And you, and when you understand that, that's just conditioning. That's just like, if you say, well, why is it disgusting? Why? And if you really sat with it consciously and presently, it's like, well, I don't actually know why. I've just been taught to believe that. And so he went through this school. So it literally broke him down to, to, to having no identity. Like, and it's quite a good place to get to because then you can choose freely what you want. But he, and I said, well, you still have an identity because you identify as something like, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but you have a name. And so you can never get rid of ego because even when you've got rid of everything, you're still something. And so it's going to be there and it's going to drive you. However, I think it's a, it's, it's like a, a continuum. It's not, oh, that's ego. That's not ego. It's like, for example, if it went to one to 10, for example, if you're playing at like 10 out of 10 ego, you're going to be coming from a really dark state. You're going to have a lot of um, unconscious stress in your life. It's it, you're, you're going to lack fulfillment. But if you're playing like at one or two, you know, one or two percent ego, it's like, it's going to be a lot lighter. It's still going to be, you're still going to identify as something doing some, doing something and it's going to have a little bit of drive. Uh, so it's always it, in, until the day you're no longer a human, it's always going to be there it's just whether you're um, attached to it so if your whole life and this this scenario right now that's happening with everyone on lockdown jobs being threatened people's wealth being taken from them all of these attachments if people attach their identity to it so it's part of their ego like i'm a wealthy person i'm a you know i've got st status i'm important i um anything that can be like taken from us 
if we're attached to that, it, the, the, the potential for us to feel pain is huge. The potential for us to suffer is huge. But if there's non-attachment, then it's like, well, you can take all my money and that's okay. I still know who I am at my core. Um, and so there's a saying, and a girl actually said it to me a few months ago. I was speaking at an event and she came and spoke to me afterwards and she said, oh, I've got a saying you might like. It's, you know, I've got, I've got like high intent, low attachment. So it's like my goals and dreams are high, like as high as the moon, but I'm not attached to them. So if for whatever reason they get taken from me, like it is what it is. I'm just, it's, you know, I'm guided to the next place. There's a lesson in it. And I thought that was really beautiful. It's a way that you can still go after your wildest dreams, but it's not from a place of I must, like I need to. It's not from this energy of like resistance. It's more of a flow state. I love that. And I think that's that's the way to go if you want to align success and happiness. I mean, go for it. Go out there in the world and say, hey, what can I do? What can I accomplish? But know that you're already worthy. If the world or the journey, the universe, God takes you on another path, be okay with that and realize, hey, this is the human experience. And they say perfect is boring, human is beautiful. And I, I truly agree with that. Uh, John, I have just two more questions. Uh, I know you have uh, uh, other things to do as well today. And we're super appreciative of your time here. It's been great. I just want you to imagine that you're 87 years old. You're sitting in a rocking chair, contemplating about your life, maybe looking out over the amazing ocean you guys got over there on the Gold <laughs> Coast or whatever the place might be. Like, what do you want to see? What do you want to have accomplished? What do you want to have uh, seen in the world? Yeah. Um, like we just said, I'm not attached to any outcome. So however that is at the time, I'll be perfectly okay with it. However, what would I really love would be, my mission is very similar to yours. I would love to, I would love to have impacted as many people as possible in a positive way. I would love to be at the forefront of transformational work on, you know, at a micro level, like the people around me, but also on a macro level globally. Um, yeah, I, w I would want kids and I would want my kids to be living abundant lives. And I don't mean that like financially or materially, even though that's totally fine, but, it, you know, emotionally abundant first uh, and then all of that stuff comes naturally anyway. Um, yeah, it would be pretty simple, pretty, pretty humble. And what I would really love to see, dude, is the people that are, in power and it's not even the right right word but the people that are sort of leading the the globe the planet are doing it from a place of of really loving intent and not driven from ego and materialism that would be i would sit in that chair you know if that happened i would sit in that chair and i'll be like you know yeah this is mission complete like my my the generations to come are in a good good spot. That's awesome. 
Thank you for sharing that. And one last question. Uh, I'm all about sharing stories and tools, but at the end of the day, I want the people that have been watching, listening, and for everybody that are here still an hour in, that's pretty amazing in a world like this when there's so much mm-hmm. things going on in our lives. So what do you want to say to them? What could be their first step to get a little bit closer to to going after that life of happiness, abundance, or achieving a goal or whatever it might be for that person. Yeah. I, it, it, I'm going to say two things here. The first thing is, is you need to create a vision and this takes time alone. Spend like book a weekend away and just go into like nature, make sure you're not going to be distracted, turn your phone off, take a a pen and paper in fact let's just make it one thing go and do this book it now like oh i don't even know if airbnb is still functioning but book a date in your calendar you know when we think this whole thing's going to be over where you can just disappear from the whole entire world and go without your phone take a pen and paper and here are some questions to ask just ask yourself like ask who am i um what is the meaning of my life what is the meaning of life itself um Ask yourself, like, why am I who I am? Where have my habits, um, yeah, where have my habits come from? Um, What parts of of myself am I, um, what parts of myself am I judging? And why am I judging them? Ask if, if I could truly be anything I wanted, what would it be? Who would it be? Ask, ask those questions. And the real, the reason I say go away and do it is because I've run events in the past and I've got people to do this, but they come to the event for the weekend and, you know, they've got their kids at home, they've got work on Monday and they're actually stressed. And when they're stressed at an event, the first thing we'll do is like we'll meditate because that's that's going to get them into a state of being oh, where they can let go and when they can actually be creative. And until someone can get into that space, trying to plan your future, you're planning your future based off of a stress. Based off, like, you know, you cannot think greater than the way you feel. So if you're feeling stressed, trying to plan your future from that place is going to be like, it's going to be false. It's going to be based on survival emotions. It's not going to be based on abundance. So yeah, that's your job. At least two days, at least two days with no phone, no technology, at least, 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 least. And that's 48 hours. So you like check in and, and you know, one day, two day later. So that's like, two nights, like at least that amount of time. Um, and you know, no, no TV, ideally walk barefoot in nature, go swimming in nature. Um, if nature, well, no, nature is an option. I'm not even going to give you a secondary. That's, that's your homework. Love it, John. And just, I just wanted to ask you before we leave, like we, we talked a lot about abundance. Can you just check, well, like, what is abundance? Because a lot of people are saying it, but like, how do we define abundance? Yeah, man, you've got, you do, Joel was right. You've got good questions. So <laughs> abundance is, um, okay, it's pretty, it's pretty ethereal. It's like, 
it's quite hard to make tangible. But if we were going to make it tangible and more intellectual, it would be um, abundance would be a feeling of un unlimitedness that produces in the physical world unlimitedness that you might want. So you could have like an abundance of health and that's like an unlimitedness of health. So if we go like even more tangible, it's like energy, real energy, not, 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 not grinding energy. It's just, it, it comes through your spirit, not through eating food and calories. Um, if you're talking about like abundance of wealth, let's bring it into the, the physical world. It's like um, money, however much money you want and need, that's abundance. And so it could be an abundance of love from, you know, your friends, your family, your, your colleagues, your boss, like abundance can exist in these, in these areas of life. In my reality, anyway, they can. And so having an abundant mindset is the, 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 the mindset of there is unlimitedness of resources in the world. And we can, we can bring by having that abundant mindset, we can bring them into our physical world, our physical life. So it is it abundant mindset is unlimited health, unlimited wealth, unlimited love, unlimited anything. And it's not from a place of greed because it, it's, it's a place of fulfillment. It's a place of bringing in and then getting your cup filled and you'll know, you'll know when enough is enough. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there's enough for everybody, right? That's the, that's abundance. There's no need. There's no need to to step on anybody, anybody else to win. There's no need to be to have the need to be right. There's no need to 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 hurt other people. That's correct. Yeah. That's hundred percent correct. And it, you know what? It it took me a while. I don't know how long it will take other people to actually conceptualize it. But yes, that is abundance when it is there is enough for everyone. I love that, man. Uh, John, thanks again for doing this, uh, for being on this mission of helping other people. Uh, I'm so grateful that we got connected, that we had this time to talk, and uh, uh, we're coming over to the Gold Coast soon. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'll see you in person, and I can uh, give you a hug and say thank you. Here, right now, I'll just give you a virtual hug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah for everybody that wants to learn more about you work with you work where, where can they find you yeah it's very simple probably instagram is the best place but it's my my, my handle is at john templeton official uh, but that's the same for facebook instagram youtube linkedin um my website john templeton official it's all there yeah awesome and uh, Thank you again, everybody that's been watching and listening to this. Uh, what I want to ask you, this is all free. This is for you to share and enjoy. So please share this with somebody that can have value of this. That's how I and John can, can help more people and go after what we want. So please help us with that. Also, I'm continuing my virtual journey here of the I Love Success podcast. Uh, my next guest will be Evan Carmichael, which is a huge YouTuber, one of the biggest four entrepreneurs. I think he has 2.2 yeah. .2 million subscribers or something like that. And then uh, 
my next one, I'm going back to Australia and I'm go actually going to talk to the current UFC champion, Alex Volkanovsky. Uh, so I think that's going to be super exciting as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, go to ilovesuccess.co. I have a couple of chapters of my book. You can find all these amazing conversations. Uh, thanks again, guys. And thank you so much, John. Thank you. Peace and love.